Hi everyone, this is Mark here and this is a little podcast recording um, and I'm trying to back up or at least trying to fill out a gap from something that I preached on last Sunday morning from Luke chapter 12 and that's about the question of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Now this can be a significant issue, this can be a real pastoral question for some people and since I didn't really get the chance to explain or preach on those verses, I really wanted to say a little something about it here. So let me start off by reading the relevant verses. So this is Luke chapter 12 from verses 8 to 10. Jesus says, I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So what does it mean then to blaspheme the Holy Spirit? Uh, but also, what does it mean to blaspheme the Son of Man, to blaspheme Jesus? And how does that differ? Now, at its most straightforward level, what is blasphemy? Uh, blasphemy is dishonourable or disrespectful talk. It's about uh, deliberately speaking untruth. Um, and in this case, this is a deliberate talk, deliberate untruth about the Holy Spirit and deliberate untruth about the Son of Man, about Jesus. So then, is there a difference then between blasphemy of the Son of Man and blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Because on, on the face of it, it seems like there are different levels of punishment for these two cases. Now, why is that? Now, let's be clear about something. It's not because one is considered more, than, more important than the other. It's not because um, there is a, a lesser consequence between blaspheming Jesus and blaspheming the Holy Spirit. It's not that because there's a difference between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, it's clear, it, it's orthodox Christian teaching that both the Son of Man, the Son of God, and, and the Holy Spirit, that those two, they are equally God, equally divine, equally worthy of all praise and adoration. And even from the, um, the first of those verses, from verse 8 or 9, it's clear that if you, de if you deny Jesus, if you disown Jesus, now, that's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing because at the end, at the end, Jesus says he will, he will disown you. I mean, this is Jesus speaking as, as the judge, as the judge at, at the end of all time. It's no, it's no small thing to disrespect him. Now, this isn't the only time in the Gospels where the question, where Jesus talks about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, comes up in Matthew chapter 12 and Mark chapter 3, possibly describing the same incident. And again, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and he uses that same phrase. But in, in, in that instance, particularly from Matthew 12, um, what's happening is that the Pharisees were seeing the work that Jesus did, remember rightly, it's an exorcism, and then they attribute that work, that miracle, they attribute that to Satan. And it's interesting that Jesus calls that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and not a blasphemy against him. 
So in trying to make um, sense of those sayings, I looked up what the scholars have said, tried to find something which would fit these two occasions. Now, historically, some of the earliest theologians, the, the, the church fathers, they, they said that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was talking about apostasy, about people turning away from Jesus at the last day, about people denying Jesus at his judgment. And I think that's true, but I think there's, that's missing something. There, there's something more that's needed to move us on in our thinking. Another interesting idea is that the blasphemy of the Son of Man is about denying Jesus' ministry in his time, in the time that he walked on the earth. But that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is about denying the good news of Jesus as it was taught by the apostles and then consequently as it's been handed down um, throughout the history of the teaching of the church. The, you know, the explanation being that it's the Holy Spirit who inspired the apostles' preaching. Again, I think that, that there's something to, to uh, there's something really helpful in that, but I want to add something more, because I think it's good for us to think about the role and the function of the Holy Spirit. We often think of the Holy Spirit as a comforter and a guide, and that's absolutely true. But I really like what Jim Packer said, and he said that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to put the spotlight on Jesus. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to, put the, to shine a light upon Jesus so that we can see Jesus. We can see the truth of Jesus' identity, the truth of Jesus' mission, the truth of Jesus' call. And so in that case, um, to use the same metaphor, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to deny the truth of the light. You can't turn the spotlight off. You can't turn off the work of the Holy Spirit. But you can say that the light is faulty. You can say, as it were, that the light bulb isn't working properly. And so it's saying blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is saying that you, that you can't believe who Jesus says he is. And one, one commentator on Luke's gospel, he put it this way. And he says that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the persistent and decisive rejection of the Holy Spirit's message and work concerning Jesus. There's something here. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is something which is persistent and it's a decisive rejection. I think those are key words, persistent, decisive rejection. It's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not a one-off thing that just happens and is forgotten about. It's not something that can just happen accidentally because it's ongoing. It's an ongoing, persistent rejection of Jesus. And it's only brought out at the last day, at the final judgment. Now, to think then about the difference between the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit then and the blasphemy of the Son of Man it might be helpful to think about two well-known church leaders, uh, Peter and Paul. See, both Peter and Paul had rejected Jesus. Think of Peter. Obviously, he, he denies Jesus. He disowns Jesus. He denies Jesus three times. Um, but because of God's grace, because of God's grace only, what happens to Peter? He turns back. He repents. He's welcomed back by Jesus and recommissioned as a leader of the church. Then there's Paul. When we first meet him um, in, in the book of Acts, you know, he's the persecutor of the church. 
Now, we could argue that he's not verbally blaspheming Jesus, but what's he doing? He's attacking Jesus' body. He, he's attacking the church. He's trying to kill the church off. But Jesus meets him on the road to, uh, to Damascus, and he's transformed. He, he encounters Jesus, and he's transformed by the grace of God. In both cases, did they blaspheme the Son of Man? Well, I would argue yes. Yes. Um, and, and it happened. But did they blaspheme the Holy Spirit? And I would say no, because they repented. They turned to Jesus. There's no final denial of Jesus. So how does, how does all of that help us? Two things, two things for us. Firstly, evangelism. In evangelism, we don't need to worry if we're speaking to someone about Jesus. We don't need to worry um, whether someone has blasphemed the Holy Spirit. We can tell them about Jesus and let the Holy Spirit do his work. We don't need to worry whether that person has blasphemed the Holy Spirit because if they turn to Jesus and embrace him and live a life for, for him, if that person does that, then it's clear that the Holy Spirit has been at work in their life. But secondly then, um, and this maybe is for us, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter what you may have said about the Holy Spirit or Jesus in the past. It doesn't matter what you may have said or what you may not have said. If today you love Jesus, if today you are trusting in him, if you are living a life of ongoing faith and repentance for your own sin, then you have nothing to fear. You're an ongoing life of faith and repentance cannot be a life that has blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You have nothing to fear. If you're loving Jesus, you're living a life of faith and repentance, you've got nothing to fear, but you've got everything to be grateful from, for our wonderful Saviour. Anyway, I hope that's helped. Just 10 minutes talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you've got any questions, just get in touch with me and I'd love to have a chat and hope to see you soon.